This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Crime and Investigations, I Am a Killer is a brand new 10-part true crime documentary series produced in partnership with Netflix by an excellent production team including me, Danny Tipping and me, Tom Adams. Each episode tells the story of a prisoner convicted of capital murder and sentenced to death. In this podcast, we'll be going into the making of each episode revealing what it was like to produce this incredible series. Whenever things happen to certain people that they love, they're going to do everything they can to make you out to be a monster. Two, make sure you get what they believe you deserve, which is, at the time, a lot of them wanted me to die. So this film, DeAndre Buchanan, uh, it's called The Family Affair, and uh, is so because Buchanan, well, ended up killing a number of his family. He shoots his, his auntie, step father and the his girlfriend the mother of his the mother of his, of his, his children. children um but is uh I, I mean claims that he doesn't remember doing any of that and um after drinking drugs uh, believes that something was in the drugs that disagreed with him and and just didn't know what he was doing, had no recollection of yeah, events. And contest he wasn't yeah, wasn't in control of his actions and doesn't remember yeah. um you know any, any of the events. So it's a uh, again a, a complicated story. Um I think Gender Buchanan is a, a complicated man. When he was interviewed, I think the team found him very charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he talks very openly about the horrific crimes he he committed. According to what I've seen in paperwork, they said I was slamming my head all up against the police door and windows. I don't even remember none of this stuff. And they uh, said that uh, I was talking about somebody was trying to kill me. It was either them or me. And they said I was belligerent and sweating and mucus coming out of my nose, sweating hard. And one point in time, I think they said I told them, y'all can't protect me. Y'all can't protect me. So they put me in a, a suicide cell observation. And then when I finally came out of whatever it was I was dealing with, whatever effect this drug had on me, she sat me down and she was like, do you know what you're in here for? And when she told me, a tear came down my eye. And I was like, you bullshit. She was like, no. It's a hard-hitting film, this one, I think. It's a, 
you know, the crimes are yeah. horrific as, as they all are. We've got three victims and we, we hear from, from the families. It's a very emotional and difficult yeah. uh, and challenging yeah. film, I think. And, you know, I, don't, I, I certainly don't think Jandra's the most sympathetic character in, in our, our lineup. But again, another one that he's a very strong interviewer. He has, he has a very clear idea of, of what he did, why he did it, and, and what punishment he should or shouldn't face. And he talks very openly about that and is, uh, doesn't shy away from, from any of the questions. No. And, you know, and it's not, uh, perhaps it's a, not an easy watch, I don't think, this one. Yeah, yeah, there's no uh, redemption at the end or anything, is there? It's, um, no. It's tough viewing, really. But it, it does speak to the, you know, the realities of, of that situation. There's, and again, he's, I don't think he's hiding away from it necessarily, but he, he feels strongly that perhaps he, he shouldn't be yeah, in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think he ends the film saying exactly that, that he fully expects to one day be free. Yeah. Who knows yeah. if that will be the case. And it was our drugs that night. I don't care what he says about him being high off of any drug that night. I saw Dre with my own two eyes 10 minutes before this happened. I know he was not high. I know... He was not induced into some type of psychosis because of drug use. That's a false, patented lie that he likes to tell. Everyone on the production at times felt beaten by some of the stories because they're, they're, you know, they are real stories of real people who have undergone horrific, horrific things. I know Jess one of the production team who did a fantastic job finding people involved in these stories and then, you know, approaching them and, and um, discussing the possibility of being involved. And, and when, you're, when you're approaching people like that, there's, there's the concern that you don't want to bring up a part of their life that happened 30 years ago and they had moved on from. On the other hand, I think Jess also found that some people were very pleased to be able to again tell tell their story and and get it off their chest seems a, a you know a very slight way of saying it but be able to discuss it and perhaps come to terms with it or or try and work things out maybe that's too grand a, a view of what our production process was but but there were people who were who were uh, you know who who approached being able to talk about it positively and, and were very happy to do so. And I think you, you touched on it earlier. Whatever level of understanding we might achieve about our inmates, our contributors, our, the, the killers, you know, it always brings you back to Afghan when you, you remember, of course, there are a victim or a number of victims in each of the case. Somebody has lost their lives in, in a, a terribly tragic and, and sometimes horrific way. And there are families and relatives of these people that are having to deal with that and, and live with that, you know, and have done ever since. So they're not the sort of Shitty films you just go, you go home and forget about once you've made. I, I think they, they have had an impact on I everybody. I also think that we didn't want them to be sensationalist programmes and we've tried to stay true to that and we've, we've tried to give a straightforward, honest approach to the storytelling. Hopefully that shows. But I, I don't think they are exploitative. There's a real art to interviewing people, especially if you're touching on subjects that are 
highly charged, highly emotional, and all three of our PDs did did a superb job to to balance how to question our inmates, but within such a short space of time. Normally, you would spend time getting to know the person you're interviewing, gaining their trust, being able to to let them talk freely about about possibly inconsequential things, just to put them at ease. And and you'd have already built up a relationship, you know, through phone calls or visiting or however it might be. Therefore, there is a there is a trust there. And and actually, on both sides, on on the interviewer side and the interviewee's side, there was because of the the, the time constraints, there was there had to be mutual trust for people to be able to to get as much as we did out of it. You know, the interviewers did very well. Our, our PDs did fantastic jobs. But equally, you know, we're grateful to our interviewees for trusting us and telling us as much as they... giving us as much as they gave us in such a short time. After 18 years, who's to say I can ever trust them? I'm serious, and this is how I have to think. Based on what I just heard... Who's to say that when I get out of here, I can honestly say I can be safe in an environment where they at? No, I can't do it. Because I am going to get out of here. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I think one of the key parts of the film, quite apart from the, the interviews with, with Jandra and his victims, his own family, his victims' family, is the the police interview tapes, which we, we were able to secure of his, his interview of the, from the night of the, the murder, where he is a filmed interview in the, in the interview room at the, at the police station where he recounts what happened, and it's, it's shocking. Well, he describes in detail what happens, and, I mean, the police interrogator is probing with questions and Buchanan is able to answer them all to the nth degree. Yeah, yeah, it's quite something to, to see. I mean, he doesn't hold any punches and, and his rationale for doing it as well. So at the time, you know, as uh, under the influence as he was, he, he has a very clear rationale for, I think... Yeah, I, I suppose I question whether he... He can recount everything, he says everything, but would he remember all that the next day? After he'd slept on it, or after he'd come down, or, or whatever, we'll never know. And, and that's what he claims. Yeah. It's like the person who you know drinks too much and and does crazy things at a party, and the next day remembers nothing about it, you, or, you, or, or claims to. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think when we actually saw, although we'd read the team, I say we, <laughs> the the team, the researchers, the APs, the producers had read everything there was to read about this case and done their research. I think seeing that, that footage of, of yeah. Buchanan yeah. hours after he'd committed the, these yeah. crimes, talking very openly yeah. about what he did and why he did it, was 
you know, hard. And I think it, it's, you know, in the film, it, it is a punctuation point that you, and you do sit up and think, oh, you know, what am I watching? Um, uh, but again, it's, you know, they, we've got, we've had brilliant researchers and producers tracking this stuff down and, we, and we've, we've used the material, I think, to good effect. It does bring it home. There was something that Jess mentioned. Yeah, it was it was the the two police officers that ended up arresting Buchanan are in fact husband and wife. They each got the call separately and in their, you know, relative police cars and ended up on the scene and and it was Krista, it was the wife who eventually apprehended Buchanan. And I think it was Jeff who found he found one of the victim's bodies. And and they found that very difficult. That was obviously a horrific crime to be involved with. And um, I think Jeff ended up having counselling over over finding the body. And Krista helped him through that process. And, and actually, I think their bond became stronger because of that counselling and that, that, you know, the, the, the way they were able to share their story together. I guess that's a different perspective we don't often... Yeah. Hear about is it the, yeah. the the first responders? Yeah. You know the people that turn up on the, on the scenes of those crimes and have to deal with it. And they, and again, you know, this is years later. You know that, and they these guys, these police officers, have seen a few things. I would mm. imagine, you know, mm. working where they do, are still deeply affected by their involvement in these cases. It's you know something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to hear what you think of the series. Comment on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag IamAKiller. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe to this podcast series. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The I Am A Killer podcast is hosted by Tom Adams and Danny Tipping and is produced by Sam Pearson, Stefan Ardilly and Matt Talent with editing by Susanna Lawrence.